The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today as your host is Stuart Smith. Welcome one, welcome all to an online business briefing where we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays in the market today. Now to that end, we will be speaking with once again, Sigma Labs Incorporated. They're traded on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol SGLB. We're lucky enough to be joined once again by the president and chief executive officer for the company, one and the same, Mr. Mark Ruport. Mark, how are you doing today? Stuart, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for taking the time to call back and speak with us about your company. And you and I were talking before the show today. You went to great lengths to file a very lengthy press release talking about the financial results for the first quarter 2020. And you had a conference call about it. But since today we're speaking to people who may not be familiar with Sigma Labs yet, let's go over those numbers again for the first quarter 2020 and the drivers behind those numbers, Mark. Sure. Stuart, it seems like the first quarter was so long ago with what's happening in the world with COVID and so forth, And uh, but uh, I will give you the highlights of Q1. Um, for those that are not familiar with Sigma Labs, we're a software company headquartered in Santa Fe, and we develop software for the additive manufacturing industry, particularly the 3D metal printing segment of that industry. And um, in 2019, we did uh, a development and testing of our technology around the world with different companies and different industries with different printers. And in 2020, we introduced in the first quarter our commercialized product. So Q1 2020 was the first quarter of full revenue for the company. Uh, We generated a little over $200,000 in revenue with our product which was short of our expectations, uh, mainly because of the pullback in capital expenditures in March due due to COVID. But nonetheless, we were pleased. We began to generate revenue with the product, and we expect to see continued revenue generation and increase throughout the year. Excellent. And no doubt the pandemic has had an effect on just about virtually every company out there in one way or another. And you did, you were able to accomplish some key things. Listeners, I think it's important to note the company was fully subscribed on its offerings of its preferred stock and warrants, uh, both from January 2020 private placement as well as one in April 2020. So the company gets those two validations. Uh, Let's talk a little bit now, though, as well. You did enter into a joint sales agreement uh, with another NASDAQ. That company, that ticker symbol listeners is MTLS. Let's talk a little bit about your work with Materialize. Sure. Materialize, for those who, who are not familiar with the company, is a software company in the additive manufacturing um, industry and one of the largest and earliest participants in that industry. 
uh, we entered a, a joint relationship with them in Q1 to sell our products with their their product into both the retrofit market, which is the market of existing 3D metal printers that are in end users' facilities today, but also for new OEMs around the world. And it's the integration of our monitoring product with their MCP, or Materialized Control Platform, that gives the, um, the end user total control over their system from a quality perspective. Well, listeners, it's important to point out that, as Mark pointed out, the company's now in that space in its life cycle, that it's now a revenue-producing company. But looking back a little bit as well, it's also important to note that those revenue production items are now protected. You were awarded two U.S. patents for your PrintWrite 3D, correct? That's, that's correct. And we were awarded two patents in, in the first quarter. Those are in addition to other patents that we have already been awarded and others that are in process. One of our strategies has been to protect our intellectual property and our position leadership as first mover in this market with a strong patent portfolio. Well, also in May, let's move forward a little bit. In May, you announced some leadership changes within your company. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. I joined the company in December as executive chairman. And the reason that I was attracted to the company was because of the um, opportunity that we have to have a dramatic impact on additive manufacturing and the face of manufacturing around the world. One of the issues with 3D metal printing is the lack of consistency and lack of standards throughout the industry when it comes to producing metal parts. And these metal parts are traditionally um, parts that are mission critical to an airplane or an aerospace or automobile or some other type of uh, mechanical device that requires lighter, stronger components than could be produced with traditional manufacturing. And and our patents protect us and provide us that first mover advantage in that marketplace. Well, looking forward then, now we can kind of, instead of looking in our rearview mirror, let's look forward, Mark. Let's look at the summer of 2020, even into the fall. What are some of the things the company is working on? And what are some of the goals that you might have to achieve here in 2020? When we look at the market, we look at it several segments. Uh, the first segment is the university and research and development segment, because that segment of the market is generating the future manufacturing leaders of tomorrow. So in Q1, one of the things we also announced was um, contracts with Northwestern University and Mississippi State University that both have advanced manufacturing programs. And that's in addition to many research and development organizations that we've already signed as customers throughout Europe. So the first milestone is to continue to penetrate that part of the customer base. The second milestone, which we expect to happen in the next quarter or two, is signing OEM agreements with major printer manufacturers and having those printer manufacturers designate their printers as print-write ready. That allows us to go to the third component of that customer base, which are the end users, the large oil and gas or aerospace companies, or contract manufacturing companies that use additive manufacturing and 3D metal printing, and position ourselves as the de facto standard for quality assurance across multiple printers from multiple manufacturers 
using different types of powder, a single laser, dual laser, or quad laser. And the need for standardization within 3D metal printing is is very significant because of the variables that um, are in play during the printing process. And the only way that the end user can certify that the end product they're manufacturing meets the demands of the original design is to have a consistent quality assurance process across all those printer types. And we expect to see continued progress in all three sections in that marketplace over the coming couple of quarters. Mark, you talked a little bit about the impact of COVID-19 on your company and industry. Let's now look at the long-term effect. Sure. One of the things that we've seen uh, during this crisis is that supply chains have become very complex and very long. And today's manufacturing process has built products on top of those supply chains. What happens to a time of crisis like COVID, or it could be a political unrest, or it could be a natural disaster, is the supply chains that are long and complicated become vulnerable. When they become vulnerable, you end up with shortages of products like we experience with ventilators in the case of COVID. That's caused manufacturers to rethink their policy and their supply chain strategy. And what we see happening is the supply, the manufacturing in particular part, is going to be moved closer to where it's needed in the future. So you can envision factories around the United States with 3D metal printers that can print almost any product on demand uh, and deliver it close to where it's needed. And it's a similar phenomenon to what Amazon did with distribution centers. They put the distribution center closer to the end consumer to ensure they could deliver overnight or within the next day or sometimes as we see within the next couple of hours. The same phenomena will happen with factories that use 3D metal printing as those factories are positioned strategically closer to where that end product is going to be needed, thus protecting the nation and the industries they serve from shortages. Well, very good listeners. Once again, we are speaking with Mark Ruport. He is the president and chief executive officer of Sigma Labs. Sigma Labs Incorporated is traded under the ticker symbol SGLB on the NASDAQ CM exchange. Mark, thanks so much for your time. As always, we appreciate your insight and your candor, not only into your industry and your company, but we just really appreciate your insights as well as to how this pandemic is going to evolve and affect industry moving forward. Thanks for your time here today, Mark. Sure, it was my pleasure, and thank you for your time and for asking me and giving me this opportunity to speak to potentially new customers or shareholders of this company. Well, very good. For Mark Ruport, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. 
This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at networknewswire.com.